worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God in the book of Psalm to begin with. Psalm 122, beginning at verse 1. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet have been standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together, where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, to the testimony of Israel, to give thanks to the name of the Lord. For thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, Peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. Verses 1 through 9, all of Psalm 122. In looking in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55, beginning at verse 1. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I've given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the fields shall clap their hands Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Verses 1 through 13, all of Isaiah chapter 55. Father, thank you once again for the wonderful gift, the wonderful blessing of having your word, your written word, and thank you, Lord, for the truth that your word is you and you are your word, and it's our privilege to spend time with you every single day as we open your word. And you speak words of life, blessing, wisdom, grace, and power into our minds, our hearts, and our lives. 
Father, more and more with every passing day, help us to fall more in love with you and with your word and empower us to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your precious and powerful word, mighty word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Roberts, and Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer this time as well. Father, we're so thankful that we can come before your throne today and that we are welcome to your throne, and we recognize it's because we're clothed in the righteousness of your Son. We're thankful, Father, that uh, amazingly you set your affection on us, you love us, and you take care of us, and we have a hope here uh, on this earth and a hope beyond and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We are very honored and blessed to have as our guest in studio today, Baruch Corman. He has quite a few titles, but uh, he's not really promoting those titles. But we're grateful to have him in studio. He's the director of a ministry called LoveIsrael.org. Baruch, good to have you here on the Hour of Intercession. Pastor Yosef, it's wonderful to be here in Mississippi and in the studio. We're so grateful to be part of the American Family Radio Network. And uh, to be here is really special today. Well, an honor to have you. And I uh, just would mention, uh, you, you do have a broadcast that airs on Saturdays on the American Family Radio uh, entitled Lost in Translation. And I'm going to I look forward to you explaining why you chose that title for the broadcast, but we're very grateful to have you. So as we start, would you take a moment just to further introduce yourself and tell us more about you, the work you, the fact that, you know, what you want to share about your being a citizen of Israel, and we'll go from there. I'd like to bring greetings from the nation of Israel. It's a nation that uh, more and more is seeing the hand of God. People are returning, as prophecy says, from every nation. I think that's so significant in Israel's history was out of Egypt or out of Babylon but today we're seeing prophecy fulfilled where it says out of the north and Russia may be what that scripture is referring to over a million and a half Russian Jews have come back to the land and now from so many other nations as the scripture says throughout Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel many other prophecies so I'm part of that uh, I grew up in America was born in uh, the Atlanta area, grew up in Chicago, got married, moved to Miami, and then soon thereafter, over 20 years ago, we felt the call to go to Israel, and we uprooted our family, and we've been there, as I said, for over 20 years, and it's been a wonderful experience for us. So you were born in the U.S., and but you felt called to the Lord, and so you now live in the nation of Israel specifically. I came to faith when I was in college, uh, my freshman year, and many years after that, after we had our three children and such, we, we became citizens. Uh, Israel's unique. You can become a citizen in a day, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's exactly what we did. <laughs> we became citizens while we were living in Miami Beach, and mm-hmm. we moved to Israel, and um, there God has us serving. We have a weekly television program in Hebrew and where we teach the Word of God. Right now we're going through the book of Yirmiyahu, the book of Jeremiah. And I don't think that that's ever been done before in the Hebrew language from beginning to end where someone on one of the rabbinical channels, you may be familiar with Christian channels here in America and such, but there's rabbinical channels. Mm -hmm. And they don't tend, and I think even Christianity, there's a moving away from studying the Word of God 
verse by verse, word by word, going through the books of the Bible to themes and other things rather than really camping out and seeing what that prophet, what Mm. Moses, what the other writers, what the gospel writers, what Paul said and others who wrote the epistles, what is their message to us? You've got to look at the whole book, and Mm. that's what we do in Israel. Well, Brooke, I want to ask if you'll, as we begin, if you'll pray for listeners to really have ears to hear whatever the Holy Spirit wants to say to them, because, you know, one thing that is true is that, you know, the wonderful Holy Spirit can speak to a million people, a million different messages at once. Amen. Because he's who he is. <laughs> and so God has something important to say to every listener. Would you pray that they'll have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to say to them through the broadcast today? Yes. Father God, we thank you that you do move in our lives, that you love us so, that your truth is available to us. And may we be humble enough and wise enough to find your scriptures, to open them up, to pray that you would give us your mind, that we, through faith in that gospel, that we can have access to the very mind of Christ and have that mind to be ours, that we might know your wonders. As your word says in John chapter 7, that we would be true disciples and the truth would set us free, that we would be people that, that learn how to walk in liberty and realize that liberty has, has given us the ability to serve you and to obey and to submit. So, Father, we pray for our listeners that you would give them a hunger, that you would give them your insight, that they would have your mind in order to understand your truth, that they might walk in it for one purpose, that they might be instruments of glory, that we might manifest your glory and fulfill why you've created us and why your son saved us by dying upon that cross. We thank you for that new life, and with that new life comes that new hope, that kingdom hope, where we do not desire the things of the world, but we desire your kingdom blessings, your promises for your people, these things that will not wear out, but those things that are eternal. We thank you, Father, and we pray for each one that's listening. Help them to hear from you today, for this is our prayer in Yeshua, that is in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Baruch, I want to ask, as as we are near the beginning of the broadcast today specifically, you know, we hear terms Jews, Jewish, uh, Israel. Well, specifically, the term Messianic Jew, explain what a Messianic Jew is. Very easy to understand. A Messianic Jew is simply a person of Jewish descent mm-hmm. that has come to faith and believes now in in Messiah, Messiah Jesus, who is a Christian. So the word Messianic and Christian are interchangeable. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes in a practical sense, there may be some differences in, in worship. There may be some differences that culture and Jewish tradition is brought into it. But, but hopefully that uh, as Messianic Jews, we are biblically sound and that we're, we're emphasizing the culture of Scripture not relying upon uh, human things, but biblical things to to help us define who we are in Christ. And I think that's an important thing, that we're in Messiah, and that we want to to demonstrate his power, his life in our life. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone was to just ask you this question, what's the difference between a Jew and a Messianic Jew? How would you re- respond to that question? Well, great difference. 
a, a Jewish person is simply one of Jewish descent that has a mother, according to Jewish law today, a Jewish mother. But a Messianic Jew is someone who has found the gospel. They have not only found it, but they have received it. And their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I look over at you and I see a brother. So we have shared the same experience. We have the same future, that eternal future. So a Messianic Jew is someone just like you that has that same sure hope, that eternal security, that the promise of God, we're going to be in his kingdom. What a wonderful blessing. Mm. Well, I think that that's an important truth to to share in it because uh, for many people, they, they don't really know the difference. They hear the term Jew and Jewish, and I think lots of people don't even really... F- they don't distinguish between the two. And, of course, obviously there's a huge difference, you know. So um, specifically, you were with us in devotion this morning, uh, and you shared a powerful word. And I guess in part, too, it helped, it helps us to better understand, uh, in part, why the title of your broadcast is entitled Lost in Translation. We're coming up on a break, but on the other side, I'm going to ask if you'll share some of what you shared in devotion this morning as well. And also, we want you to really explain why you chose to name your broadcast Lost in Translation. I think that's a powerful truth. Father, we thank you again for the privilege of having Baruch Corman with us today. Thank you for the unique calling upon his life in which you've called him to move and live in the wonderful and the blessed nation of Israel. And you have a work that not only he's ministering to his people in Israel, but touching people through uh radio and television. He's touching people all over the world. Thank you for the work you've called him to. Father, bless the ministry of loveisrael.org. Indeed, expand its territory. Cause your hand to be mightily upon it. Keep it from evil that it may not cause pain. And Lord, more and more help us as the church to pray faithfully and wisely and productively daily for the work of the church in Israel. We thank and praise you for that opportunity. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our in-studio guest is Baruch Corman of loveisrael.org. We'll be right back.
music of Danson Oyekan with Yahweh. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guest today is Baruch Corman. He's the president of the ministry, loveisrael.org. It's our privilege to have him again in studio today. And Baruch, as I mentioned, uh, you shared in our staff devotion this morning and had some very powerful insights to share. Would you pick up and share what you shared with us this morning? I wanted to demonstrate that uh, things are indeed lost by translation. Mm -hmm. And if we look, we were studying from the book of John chapter 8, and this is immediately after that, that Yeshua, Jesus Christ, said to those who were criticizing him, those who, although they were Jewish, they were known as the Judeans. That is, those who were following not the Scripture, but what's called in Hebrew, Meskort, Haskanim, that is the traditions of the elders. And Messiah says, before Abraham was, I am. Now, he's pointing to the fact that he's divine. Well, they're not interested in his divinity because they don't want to submit to his authority. And we know biblically there's a connection between authority and divinity. Because God is God, he's divine, we ought to submit before him. He's the authority of our life. So when they heard him say that, they understood what he meant. And that's why it says here that they picked up stones to cast upon him. But Yeshua, Jesus, did something. Now, what's interesting is that most Bibles will say he hid himself. Some will even say in the more freer translations, he ran away and hid. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think God gets fearful. I don't think God runs away and hide. And the scripture doesn't say that. And I don't know why. It's, it's not difficult Greek, but we look at this word and it's in the passive voice, which means not that he hid himself, but he was hidden. And if we keep reading and some translations, because it doesn't fit with what they just said, they just leave out. And one, I was in Montgomery over the weekend and in their Bible in this church, a great church, but in their Bible it says uh, some manuscripts add these words. No, that's not the case. It's not that some add these words. They omit them. And what words am I talking about? Well, after it says that he was hidden, meaning he didn't hide himself, but something, and I would say someone, and that someone is God, caused him to be hidden from their eyes. And if we keep reading, it says... And he went out from the temple, he passed through the midst of them, and he passed by. So it's emphasized that he didn't run away, that he didn't go hide, but he went right by them. And we talked about the fact that if we know the Torah, the first five books, we know that Moses was, was rejected or wanted to be rejected many times by, by Israel. They wanted to pick up stones and stole him, but God delivered him. And what I see here is a message of God's faithfulness to deliver, deliver his people. Obviously, Yeshua, he is the son of God. We totally, totally believe in the divinity of Christ, in the Trinity. But we see here how he's demonstrating for us as an example, even when people want to kill us, God's able to deliver us. God's mm -hmm. able to use all things and do that which is supernatural to hide his people 
from the enemy. We don't have to fear. We don't have to run away. We can walk straight through boldly, and that boldness is not in your ability or my ability. The mm-hmm. boldness comes from trusting in the great I am, the one who is sovereign, master over all things. Mm. You know, Brooke, that what part of what that brings to my mind is that in many ways I think you see God having done that time and time again for the nation of Israel, that such a tiny nation in the Middle East that many might would seem insignificant because of its size and population, yet it's a powerful nation, and God has done exploits in protecting and showing his hand upon them in the midst of conflict or people, well, in the presence of the enemies. Now, would you elaborate on that? Yeah, well, one thing in, in modern history, in very modern uh, times, uh, we get, I live in the southern part of Israel, just mm-hmm. a little bit north of the town Aza, we say in English, Gaza, mm-hmm. and occasionally they send rockets our way. Mm-hmm. And this was maybe uh, a year, year and a half ago in the summer. There was some uh, tension and rockets began to, to fire. And we have what's called in Hebrew the Kippa Barzel, the Iron Dome mm-hmm. uh, defense system. And some rockets were sent heading for Tel Aviv. And for, for a moment, that defense system wasn't functioning. It just kind of went offline. Mm-hmm. And as one rocket was coming towards Tel Aviv, somehow or other, I think we have the explanation, it was just blown into the sea. Mm-hmm. So we see so many times how the supernatural, now we look at it with our eyes and sometimes we don't see it, only people of faith know how God moves to deliver his people, how mm-hmm. he defends us. I don't think we realize how how hard the angels work mm-hmm. in in protecting our children. That's There's right. so much evil. And and we don't see the demonic influence as visible, but it's there. Mm-hmm. And the angels and that, that realm that we don't see. So God is a faithful God. God's a powerful God. And what that should cause us to do is to be forever praising him and thanking him for all the deliverance, those mm-hmm. things that we do see and those things that we don't see that God's doing for ourselves, for our children, our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think of, too, that, like, uh, not that I know a whole lot of Jewish history as far as modern history, but just the the war that took place in 67. Again, an example of just the hand of God, just supernaturally preserving his people. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah. I mean, we, we were attacked by by several nations at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, Israel was was certainly not uh, favored, mm-hmm. and why why did the the war end in the way that it did? Mm-hmm. I'll say one little story, uh, a testimony. I heard this in Nashville, Tennessee. I met a man. I had finished speaking. A man came up to me and he says, "We're cousins." I said, well, "We are." Mm-hmm. He says, "I'm Egyptian," mm-hmm. and he says, "I'm alive today because of the God of Israel." Mm-hmm. He said. Uh, Egypt has a lot of Muslims, and there was a lot of hatred towards Israel. And, of course, the war was going on, that, that same six-day war that you elaborated. And he was in a, a battalion, a, a brigade of soldiers for, for Egypt in, mm-hmm. in uh, the Sinai. And his mother was a believer. And she had sent him, may the God of Israel protect you. 
Now, the army in Egypt apparently reads letters and they, uh, before they give them to the soldiers, and they saw that. May the God of Israel protect you. <laughs> well, the commander was furious. Mm-hmm. Why? We're fighting Israel. We don't and pray the for Egypt the God. Egypt was, was on the other side. Yes. Of, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so they're fighting. And so the commander, the Egyptian commander was so mad, he called them back off the front lines to punish him. <laughs> and this man shared with me, he told him, yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I believe in the God of Israel, and he is my defender. Hmm. And as the commander was very angry, <laughs> someone came in and said, what are you going to do with him? Everyone in his outfit has been killed. Hmm. They have been <laughs> lost. <laughs> and this man yeah, said, yeah. he doesn't know, he said he's not a bold man, mm-hmm. or he said really that brave, but he said he put his finger in the air at his commander and said, see, I'm here. The God of Israel has delivered me. Praise God. And that commander said, get out. Mm. And not only did he get out of the office, he got out of the army and he came to the United <laughs> States and had been living there ever since. Mm-hmm. And he shares that testimony so frequently mm-hmm. about how the God of Israel delivered him, an Arab, but mm-hmm. an Arab who loved Jesus Christ. And so mm-hmm. God's not a respecter of persons. It doesn't right. matter what your background is, what your nationality, your culture, what, what language you speak. If you accept that gospel, he mm-hmm. will work in your life the same way. Mm-hmm. As the Bible says, he's not a respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. And faith, you know, right. our show's lost in translation. Many people don't know in Hebrew the word faith is derived from the same word truth. Mm-hmm. Emet and emunah, the same root. So faith is not just believing something. Anyone can believe anything. Muslim believes in Allah. But, but faith is believing the truth of God. And until we do that, God's not going to work in our life very, very much. We need mm-hmm. to accept his truth, apply it to our life, implement it, and then we will begin to see how wonderful and faithful and true he is to his promises. So faith and truth are the same word, you say? They derive from the same root, Mm. yes. Mm. Would you pray for believers to become bold in their obedience and trust in God? Amen. O Lord our God, God of Abraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Lord, we pray for that spirit of boldness, that confidence, a confidence and a boldness that does not originate because of us or in us, but because of your Holy Spirit that anointing. Lord, we want to be bold in proclaiming truth. We want to be bold in praising you and standing up when things get difficult, and they are. Persecution's coming. We see persecution of believers rising in more and more countries throughout the world. It's coming this way too. Lord, when we have confidence that you are our defender, that you will deliver us that the enemy is not greater than the one that's in us. So, Father, we praise you for that that assurance, that wonderful assurance. As John writes in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 13, that, that we can believe in the name of the Son of God. And in believing in that name of the Son of God, Jesus, that we can know, we can know with assurance that we have eternal life. So, Father, we thank you for the promises, and it's those promises that cause us to be bold in thanksgiving, bold in praising you, 
bold and confident in worshiping you as the only God, the true God, that blessed God, the God of Israel. So we thank you, Father, and we pray for that strength to walk obediently and to have that powerful testimony that our God is the one true God. In Yeshua's name, Jesus of Nazareth, we pray. Amen. 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 Well, Baruch, would you share a little bit more about specifically the mission, uh, the overall mission and some of the priorities of the mission of loveisrael.org? Very simple. Our one and only mission is to share biblical truth. We want to get people, their eyes looking at the text. So we, when we do conferences in Israel and around the world, we never have uh, PowerPoints or handouts. We want people to be looking at the Word of God. Uh, we were talking earlier, uh, Pastor Yosef, about testimony. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that God has, has constantly uh, reminded me is I'll be going and I'll be speaking, and someone will come up after I'm done, and they'll share with me something that I thought I said. I didn't say that at all. Or a place. they were. God took them to a different scripture. God uh, quieted my voice from them. They didn't hear anything that I said, but they were looking at the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, as we mentioned gave a totally different message, a perfect message. Mm-hmm. He's a perfect preacher. We're, we're not. We're, we're, we want to be, but we're not. And I've seen so many times where they've heard something totally different, truth that God's given them. And this, mm-hmm. is, that's, this is what we want to do. We want to be a vessel of truth. We want to get people into the Word of God because when people are in the Word of God, God can do great things, far greater than, than hearing your voice or my voice or anyone else's voice. We want them to hear the voice of God, and that's our mm. primary objective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's neat that you share that. You know, like um, um, about about three years ago, it was just something the Lord directed us to do. Like usually one or two of our five broadcasts in a week, we're reading through the Bible. Amen. And so uh, for about, you know, 48 minutes or so, we're reading the Word of God. Well, one might think, well, anybody can read. Well, that's fine, but we're reading the Word of God. You're hearing from the creator of the universe. Who better can you hear from than the creator of the universe? You can't. <laughs> so reading the word of God all by itself is so much more powerful, much more important, and much more productive than I think any of us really grasp. My words may not be anointed. Usually they're not. But that word is anointed, and mm-hmm. there's power to it. You're right. That's right. And, you know, uh, a whole other truth, too, is powerful to note that, like, God's word is, is permeated with the spirit of God, and it's pregnant with the ability to bless us, you know. Amen. So, And we'll pick up on the other side. Our in-studio guest today is Baruch Corman. He's the president of loveisrael.org. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
salvation coming is. is the glory of the Lord to be the light within our midst is. is it good that we remind ourselves of this Is anyone worthy? Is anyone whole? Is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll? The Lion of Judah, who conquered the grave, he is David's root and the Lamb who died to ransom the slave. Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Blessing and honor and glory Is he worthy of this? He is Does the Father truly love us? The music of Andrew Peterson with Is He Worthy? Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our in-studio guest today is Baruch Corman. He's the president of loveisrael.org. Baruch, if someone wants to get in touch with you or learn more about the ministry, uh, how can they do that? At our website, loveisrael.org. There's a way to contact us there. Also, we have an app called My Bible Study that's available for... Androids and uh, iPhone products, Apple products, absolutely free. There they can get all of our our teaching and and articles. And probably the most common way that people connect with us is through our YouTube channel, loveisrael.org. And there we have uh, all of our studies there available through different playlists. And most of the playlists are just biblical books of the Bible that we, we go through. So, okay. And so, and if people want to watch the TV programs or listen to the radio uh, broadcast that you do as well, along with listening on AFR, uh, again, going to the same website then? Yes, there's information about that. We're on uh, Daystar each week, God TV, many other networks, GEB, uh, Impact as well. We've been with them for about a year now, so we're growing and we're just grateful for the ability to reach more and more people with Biblical truth. Okay. Uh, Just something I wanted to ask you about, too. How would you advise believers to pray for the nation of Israel right now with all that's going on um, spiritually, politically? What would be some productive ways for the church to really pray for Israel right now? The book of Psalms are really a book of prayers. Now, the word Psalm in Hebrew, uh, Tehillim, Sefer Tehillim, means the book of praises. But there's power in praise. There's insight in praise. And when someone just begins reading the Psalms, just like you were saying earlier, the anointing of the word, there's so many of the Psalms that that really intercede for Israel and mm-hmm. intercede for others. Uh, intercession is so important. Well, sometimes my words, in fact, most of the time are inadequate. But when we pray through the Psalms, for me, this is one of the, the biggest life impacting experiences that a person can have, not just read the Psalms, but to pray through them. 
Mm-hmm. Ask God to just just take these words and and make them the reality. So praying through Psalms, great way. There's so many of them that deal with Israel and gives us the the proper way to pray in behalf of that nation, that people, for God's will to be done. Would you take a moment to demonstrate when you say pray the psalm exactly what you're referring to? Them? Well, uh, we go to to a psalm, for example. I'll turn back to uh, one. We're going through the book of Psalms right now mm-hmm. in our our studies. Every week we have a new psalm that we go through the the scripture with. Okay. But um, one that's that's familiar to a lot of people are the is the twenty third psalm. Let's take one that everyone mm-hmm. knows. So we look at it, and it says, uh, Mizmor le David, a, a psalm of David. But that word for psalm comes from word the same word that we get like pruning shears. So mm-hmm. one of the things I would say, looking at that, is that this psalm helps me get rid of things in my life. I have things in my life that that's not pleasing to God. God wants to get rid of. So mm-hmm. when we pray them, so what I would do is I would go down to the second part of verse 1 where it says, Hashem ro'i lo echsar. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not lack. And I stop and I begin to praise God and thank him for that promise. There's a promise. When I make the Lord my shepherd, when I submit to his authority, his leadership, that's what a shepherd does. He leads you. And when I submit to where he wants me to be, then that promise becomes a reality. I will not lack. And Mm -hmm. so we stop and we say, thank you, God. I praise you for that promise. Lord, I want to be led by you. I want to recognize you in deed and word that you are my Lord. And I trust now and thank you and praise you that you're going to be my provider. You're faithful, as John tells us, you're a great shepherd. And I thank you for your provision and that I can have confidence that I'm not going to lack. So going through it that way, making Mm -hmm. the words of the Psalms my prayers. Mm -hmm. So that's an example of what I do, and I think that that's a great blessing to go through the Psalms in that manner. Uh, a basic, a prayer guide of sorts to direct you how to pray effectively then. so Absolutely correct. Okay. Well, thank you for taking the time to demonstrate that. And, of course, you know, um, something I think is powerful to recognize, too, is that, like, amongst other things, all of the Word of God is a prayer is it, the whole Bible is a prayer book in this sense in that you know like um as 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 one minister put it a hundred different people might give you a hundred different definitions of prayer but amongst other things prayer is talking to God and it's listening to God and of course when we're re- we're reading the Word of God it's heavy on the listening <laughs> we're hearing directly from the Lord and so using basically I appreciate you taking the time to teach us how to use the Word of God for the prayer book that it is for each and every one of us then so. Pastor Yosef, you make a great point because the word for prayer as a verb, I want to pray, we would say, and he would say, which means I want to pray, but that word for, for praying is in the reflexive biblical Hebrew stem, which shows that it's, it's forward and backward. So I make my words, just like you say, it's, it's making our requests, but it's also listening. And I think that is one of the things that's ignored most. We tend to say, amen, we're done, we're done talking, and we're out of here. We're, we're missing a really important part, and that's listening for God's response, being still and quiet before him. If we're not giving God an opportunity to speak to us by making ourselves available and listening, 
Mm-hmm. We're not going to hear from his voice, and we desperately, desperately need to hear from his voice. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really believe that probably every believer in the world, when we get to heaven, when we realize how valuable God's word was and is, all of us would think, man, I should have spent so much more time in the Word of God. No one's going to to regret the time that they spent in the Word, mm-hmm. word, word of God. Well, I may have many other regrets, but mm-hmm. but the time, and really, I was sharing here in uh, that American Family Radio mm-hmm. with one of your, your fe- fellow uh, workers that the most important element of doing good Bible study is time. Mm-hmm. not wanting to rush through it, mm-hmm. taking time. And the more time we spend in the Word of God, it, it you know, the Scripture says, I stand at the door and knock. Mm-hmm. The more time we spend, we're inviting God to communicate with us and give us his truth and give us the insight that we don't see with just reading it one time through or two times or a half dozen, but mm-hmm. reading it over and over and, and asking, how is this Word connected to the rest of the words of this verse or the verse before it or after it. Mm-hmm. When we approach God's word in that way, it takes time, but we get great dividends for that investment of time. Mm. I, I want to ask you, would you elaborate on this? Because I think it's, it's in a sense, it's simple and powerful, but on, on the other hand, it's profound and deep as well, though. Jesus's title, of course, Jesus Christ is, Christ is the anointed one. And so amongst other things, we draw from that, that Christ, the Son of God, he's, he's the Word of God, but also uh, he's anointed. Would you share your thoughts on our—we only have a, a, about two and a half minutes, but share your thoughts in, on that. In Hebrew, when we hear the word anointed one, Mashiach, is mm-hmm. usually preceded by the term melech, which is king. Mm-hmm. So he's anointed to be king, mm-hmm. means he's supposed to be the ruler of our life. That's what faith is. And too often we want God to obey our commands rather than we submit to his commands. Mm-hmm. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. So it's his rule that I want to submit to. And mm-hmm. again, we talk about regrets. No one's going to be in the kingdom of heaven that ever will regret submitting to his leadership, mm-hmm. walking in the fact that he's the king, the king of my life. That's what faith is. Faith is not, well, I want this so much, I believe it so much, and God's now going to do it for me. I don't want God to give me what I want. I want to receive what he has set apart for me. And a real big message of of our our teaching is the word holy. Holy relates to the purposes of God. So if we want God to work in our life, to purify us, to change us, to, to bring righteousness into our life, not just being declared righteous before, because of our faith, that's wonderful, but we need to walk in the purposes of God. That's where, where power is. That's where, where anointing comes from when we're in the purpose. And that's why Messiah said over and over, I'm here to do the will of the one who sent me. That sent me shows his submissiveness as an example to us. Mm. That's powerful. And, you know, again, what is neat is just all the titles of God the Father, the titles of God the Son, all the titles of the Holy Spirit, all of them are so powerful, and you can easily do Bible studies on every name and title that could take a long, long time <laughs> and really never get to the bottom of any of them, you know. So, That's right. Hmm. Well, Baruch, again, of course, the title of the ministry is also the website, love, loveisrael.org, correct? Correct. All right. 
Thank you so much again for being with Thank us Thank you, today. Pastor Yosef. It was a, a joy. All right. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day to get saved. If you'd like to make that step, we invite you to simply pray this prayer with us because, again, the most important decision we can make in life is the decision to commit our hearts and our lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. If you want to make that step, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so, so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you my whole life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to hear from you, like to be in touch with you, we want to share with you some literature and resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll, we want to share with you, again, prayer tools as well as other things that will help you to begin to grow deep and tools that will help you to begin to become a real student of God's Word. Can't overemphasize how important that is. Well, Baruch, again, thank you so much again for being with us today. Thank you, Pastor Yosef. Honor to pleasure. be Honor to have you on. And again, loveisrael.org is the website. Father, again, thank you for this ministry. Thank you for Baruch, and thank you for those that are part of his ministry and that which you've called him to do. Father, anoint the ministry and work of loveisrael.org. Anoint Baruch Corman and his staff with a fresh anointing. Bless them and empower them to be all that you call them to be. And Father, Lord, send forth many more laborers into Israel as well and amongst the precious Jewish people all over the world who proclaim the gospel to them so that they too would come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior as well. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.